What's up, Soul Family? Welcome to another episode of Feeling Free. I am excited to be in this moment with you. And today's guest is Rick William. And ooh, baby, this is good. Rick is such a good dude. I'm excited for you to get to know him. We talk all about emotions, getting in touch with his masculinity and femininity, creating meaning and purpose in our life, how he guides men through trauma, and a lot more. His story is fascinating. In his early 20s, he created a very successful business. From the outside looking in, it appeared that he had it all together, the money, house, status, and body, but he suffered from depression and was using drugs. He's now a trauma-informed coach, leading men and guiding them into their power and purpose, and I want you to hear it from the man himself, so let's get into it. And if you haven't already, please subscribe on Apple, follow on Spotify so you never miss an episode. It would mean the world if you would rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. This helps the show get noticed and recommended to other awesome humans such as yourself who are in search of content that inspires them to be themselves and become and remember how amazing they are. So thank you deeply in advance. And I have some exciting news. I just created a new offering that is called the Fear Breakthrough Experience. The mentorship option is still available, but a good amount of people were asking about sessions beyond that container. So I listened and I created this new experience. It's a one 75-minute session with me. So if you feel called to work with me in either of these settings, please just visit my website for more information at feeling-free.com. That's feeling-free.com. You can also look in the description, click on the link, follow it, all the fun things. You know what to do. Thank you so much for being here. Cue the intro and let's go. Welcome to the Feeling Free Podcast. My name is Ben Harris, also known as the Fear Guy. My job is to help you feel more free in your life with the love and relationships, self-worth, and much more. I'm happy you're here. I love you. I believe in you. Let's break free from fear together. Rick, my man, it is <laughs> it is beautiful to have you. Obviously, for people who are watching this on YouTube, this is a completely different visual. When you're looking at Rick, it's like, what just happened? But anyway, um, before, how I want to introduce you, um, and the intro already introduced you a little bit, but I want to tell you, because I've told you a little bit through Instagram, but um, other people why I was pulled to Rick. So Rick, you know, he's been in bodybuilding, bodybuilding, filmmaking, obviously a good looking, fashionable dude. He's a trauma informed coach, lots of business success, you know, has an amazing relationship. So it seems and it looks like you, Rick, have checked a lot of um, ticked a lot of the boxes. But the biggest draw to me, to you, was your heart and love and consciousness and meaning, because to me, heart is consciousness. That's part of the masculine. But the feel that I get from you is different. And I don't feel this purity from a lot of men. So I'm curious what this means to you. And have you always been this way? That's a great question, brother. I think for me, it's been an uncovering. It's been like a getting back to who I really am in my core, yes. my essence. And you mentioned the bodybuilding piece and the business piece. And I spent so much of my life kind of creating personas that would 
serve other people. And it wasn't really me. And I think, I guess for my whole life, I've really been trying to get back to that, to, to my core, to my essence, and really just show up as myself. And I've always been interested in consciousness uh, and self-growth and self-exploration so that I can show up as a, as a better version for myself and my life. But I, I realized quite early on, like how that ripple effect affects other people in my life. And mm -hmm. that's just been an, an ever growing process. So thank you so much for the acknowledgement. And um, yeah, I really, really appreciate that. And can see also in you that you've done incredible work and, you know, your energy is also, you know, incredible. And I see, I see you just doing great things in the world, brother. And that's, that, that's to me why it was just like, you reached out on Instagram. It was just a straight yes. Like just really been looking forward to, to connect and have this conversation. Thanks bro. I appreciate that. That means a lot coming from you. And I'm curious for as males, there's a lot of competition like that. And that's just part of like a lot of our, our makeup, but I don't get that from you. And it's interesting what I've been able to, I've been, cause I've been looking for more men to connect with like who are truly aligned and divine. Uh, and again, like you said, we're always remembering, we're always coming back to ourselves, but what is your relationship with, I guess it's a two part question. What is your relationship with your ego? And then what is your relationship with fear? Mm. Both brilliant questions. Um, and my ego <laughs> We're going will straight in, baby. Slip, slip. Yeah, going straight in, brother. Yeah. Um, my ego will probably want to slip out of this one. Um, <laughs> my relationship with my ego, yeah, it's really been, it's really been interesting, um, an interesting exploration, and it's still ever unfolding. But I guess my relationship to my ego now is is becoming my friend, like seeing it as a is a part of me in this human experience and it has needs it has desires it's often just trying to keep me safe like that's the mm -hmm. that's how i see that the primary role of my ego and probably the collective ego that i that i also witness in others so yeah befriending it and and also then in the befriending of my own ego and the darker parts of myself I'm then able to have more compassion for others because I have that same compassion for myself. So that's my current relationship with my ego. We're befriending. I've definitely dove into some darker parts of myself and, and with that awareness, I'm, I guess I'm able to make new choices and I still sometimes slip up and my ego creeps in and what does know, that look like for you? That, oh man. Like, cause you are so humble. But I'm curious for you, like, what does that mean for you when your ego gets a hold of you or something? Mm, probably, probably like, like I have a love, like this is, this is one of like my, the crooks of my ego and it has like, uh, there's a beauty in it and there's also a, a, a darker side to it or a more challenging side to it. And like, I love visual aesthetics and that can be awesome because like, I love beauty, but the, the the positive aspect of beauty is that like that's what really makes this world so amazing you know like mm -hmm. beauty is incredible and but the downside of that can become overcritical and i can uh sometimes find myself focusing too much on on that and it can then debilitate me from making the type of action that i want to make in the world um so like i'm, I'm always dancing with that 
Ooh, so does that go into your relationship with fear then from like holding something back? I guess there is a fear element in that, like, and just to be like, yeah, I guess super, <laughs> just to be super open. Like yeah. I grew up as like a, I, I felt like I was like a, an ugly duckling. Really? And yeah. Yeah. Like I Dude, did. You got to send, you got to send a picture over it at some point. All right. I will. Have you ever posted, have you ever posted it before and after like then and now or something? No. And, and it's probably not that I wasn't, it's probably not that I wasn't uh, an all right looking kid. It's just like, <laughs> I had so much shit that happened in my childhood yeah. that I've been processing for 32 years now. <laughs> and that led to my own belief that I wasn't, that I wasn't lovable. And I learned in the culture that I grew up in, like many of us did that, you know, that looks and, you know, notoriety and money and success, like these were kind of like the success trifecta. And I think I then attached to that um, way of thinking. And because I didn't have self-love within myself and I believed I wasn't worthy because of these formative experiences, I then assumed that I wasn't attractive. And then that manifested mm. itself as me not being attractive. Um, Isn't that interesting? It's fascinating, man. Because it really, it's, it's everything. Like you can believe anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and and think, like body dysmorphia, right? Like looking in the mirror and seeing someone completely different than what really is. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, bodybuilding just like kind of play into that. That was someone I got into in my um, early 20s. And yeah, like that kind of played into that. Um, that more, more complex though, because not only was it about aesthetics, it was about, you know, size and power and strength. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's a whole that whole industry is a, is an interesting, interesting space that I was in for some time. So, Hmm. So you mentioned strength. What is the definition of like a strong man to you now? Hmm. That's a great question. You're asking some great questions. <laughs> That's right, baby. You're going to have to, you don't need uh, ayahuasca with me, man. I got you. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, a strong man to me now. It's someone, I guess the, the idea of it is someone that can hold both poles, both like that worldly strength and that they can look after their domain or their kingdom and support those who are around them. But also someone with strength to me now also has to have that emotional strength, you know, that emotional fitness. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's really key because we can be there for people financially and physically, but if we're not there for them emotionally, we're not able to relate to them and to their experiences. You're not even, you're not really there. Um, and I think that was like a, an old archety archetypal, you know, role of the masculine. And I think that is really changing. And I think, you know, our times in our, you know, ancestors had to go through many different experiences, very challenging experiences, mm -hmm. you know, war and, pillaging and there's, there's so much that we've come from that we're not often really identified with um but that is our roots that is our history and that kind of formed a certain type of man in the world and i think at this time we've been calling in something new and yeah like i've just got so much from my life from being able to build my own emotional fitness like i used to care so much about 
my physical fitness. Mm. Now the game for me is emotional fitness and emotional fitness is really like, to me, it is the, like the found, the foundation, the cornerstone to everything because we are living an emotional experience. Like life is an emotional experience. The reason that we do anything at its root comes from some type of emotion, whether we're moving towards something we want or moving away from something that we fear. Um, So really just, yeah, coming into harmony with my own emotions, the challenging stuff, and also, you know, on, on the positive side, that which I want to cultivate, that's really been what I'm interested in. And to answer the question, someone who is holding those poles is those two poles is really what uh, strength is to me now. And you mean masculine and feminine, like those poles, like yeah. that polarity? Yeah, both poles. Yeah, yeah. And it's really challenging as a man to yes. to go into your emotions because that is the feminine in its in, a, in, a, in its essence. So you have to be willing to go into that which we have been conditioned out of for essentially as, as far as we can go back in time. <laughs> um, so we're like we're going against a lot of programming in order to go into that. Um, and I think that's where my freedom has come from, like mm. in my relationships, in my life, in my business, in my work, has come from going into that which I was most afraid of, which was my emotions. Ooh, I love that. So you literally just said you were most afraid of your emotions. Mm-hmm. Just Absolutely. Feel, just feeling anything? Not just anything. Like, like many of us, like whether you were you know, bullied at school or it might have been a parent or not receiving the the love from, you know, our mother or a father in a way that we needed that kind of holding and support can leave real imprints on us. And um, our minds can then kind of detach from that and, and almost like, you know, depend it, you know, almost exists as if it's not real, but it's still there under the hood. And then that is informing how we live our lives mm-hmm. based on, those formative experiences. So in order to, uh, in order to change our, or change my current reality, I had to go back into all of those experiences and almost re-experience many of them. And I guess kind of my metabolize and digest what happened or how I perceived what happened and yeah, essentially process it. And, and that was scary because it was so scary for me at the time that I, that I shut off from it. I kind of cut off from myself. So that to me was the most scary thing, but it's also being Mm. the most rewarding thing. Dang, dude. Thanks for sharing that. So, and I know, so with your childhood, you know, as much as, or as little as you want to share, what moments, because I know you've done a lot of personal work, you know, plant medicine, trauma, all the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. all the, dude, to me, it is fun. Like, I'm one of those weird people. Like, it is fun, but it's also, it's uncomfortable, but it's fun too. Absolutely. I'm with you, brother. Both poles, baby. I, I yeah, both, both poles. <laughs> um, what is, what is something, what's like your first memory or one of the first key memories that you have of not feeling safe in your emotions? A lot of it stems from, from about the age of three, age three and age seven. Um, my mom was going through a rough time. Her father had passed and she basically ended up going out with this guy who was involved in a lot of crime. Mm. And I internalized that experience as me not being lovable to my own mother and also being in a threatening environment with this, wow. with this other man. 
and that went on for like from age roughly three to seven and I basically learned at that age to shut off from myself because I couldn't cope with the the situation the environment so that's where a lot of it stems from and that's where I've had to kind of go back and heal and find compassion both for you know my mother and my stepfather at that time Mm -hmm. and realize that it wasn't my fault you know like I blamed myself so much like I thought I was like a bad person I thought like God had you know smited me with this experience (laughs) Um, Uh but only now to realize that you know those experiences I've been able to alchemize into the life that I live now and honestly like the crazy thing is like I live like a a really beautiful life now and Mm. I have a beautiful partner. I live in Costa Rica and I get to do amazing work helping others. And like, I just wouldn't have had that. Like I probably would have been stuck in the UK and Northeast England just in some, you know, regular job, like, you know, crying out for meaning in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. But I guess through the alchemizing of those experiences, I've been able to find meaning within them. And I think that can be the beauty of this type of work, whether you're working with plants or you're doing trauma work is that you can alchemize it and make it into something more beautiful. Dang, dude, I love that. So if you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I have not recorded any ads outside from informing you of my personal offerings. I've been patiently waiting for the right products that I love and align with to share with you. So I am excited to tell you about my new favorite clothing company, Spiritual Narcissist. The name alone is worth looking into. The garments are made from high quality material, organic cotton and eco-friendly goodness. Yo, like they make clothing like no other company. You could describe it as fashionable loungewear, but that still doesn't do it justice. You can wear it inside or outside the house, be just as comfy and just as good looking. And when I, so I just got my first pair of loungewear slash sweatpants and I can, I couldn't believe how good it felt. The first words that came out of my mouth were, this feels good on my butt. (laughs) And as a man, I've never said that in my life about any clothing. Like I felt, it was like, I felt it on my butt, how good it felt. And this is branded for men, clothing for men, but it's just as good for women, especially Um, The lounge pants that I am referring to, they are called Horus. So H-O-R-U-S, the Horus pant. These are like sweatpants and steroids. They're great for women too. So whether it's for you or someone you love, check it out at spiritualnarcissist.me. Spiritualnarcissist.me. That link is also in the description slash show notes. It's in the description. It's in the show notes. So go to their website. It's in the bio. And use my code ben 11 for 11% off. It's well worth the investment. Seriously, my favorite clothes that I've owned, quality, earth-friendly, and their messaging, if you look at their website, there's a lot of um, little hints and winks towards fear, so that also tugged at my heartstrings. So use Ben11, that's B-E-N-1-1, to get a discount, and you can thank me later. All right, let's get back to the combo with Rick. I want to come back to the, cause you've mentioned feeling undeserving of love a couple of times. Um, but I want to quickly touch on this beautiful life that you have, that you've created and attracted and just are being in, you mentioned what are just being real? What, like, do you still feel, feel anxiety? Do you still feel like undeserving of love or fear? Like 
do you fear like, are these things going to go away? Like, what do you feel with this beautiful life right now? Mm. So all of those things definitely still exist. Mm -hmm. Um, But like in any healing, it's not about like, for me, it's not about reaching a certain state. It's about like, can we reduce the, um, the frequency, the intensity and the duration of any of those. And that is my measurement of my own personal healing and growth. And I think for anyone listening, you know, if, if you're going through stuff and you're processing stuff and you're doing the work, it's not about necessarily reaching a certain destination because I think we're always doing the work. We're always on the journey. But are those three metrics changing? Like whether it be, you know, you're losing your temper or whether it be you're living a more, you know, whatever, whatever those negative behaviors might have been, whether it be, you know, fear or lack of love or lack of worth that would sometimes make you act out in certain ways. Are they reducing in intensity, duration, and frequency. And then using that as the metric, mm-hmm. like, oh, no, wait, like I am actually growing. And then that kind of like uh, almost helps facilitate the movement forward. That's dope. Do you, how do you actually practice that? Like implement, do you, is it a journal? Or how do you actually say, I am making progress? It's often just a self-reflection exercise. So mm. like, you know, when was the last time, like, I lost my shit? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So tell me, Rick, like, what do you mean? Like, do you lose your temper? Yeah, I had a, I had a thing with my temper for some time. Yeah, man. Because um, you obviously, like, I consider myself chill, but you are hella chill. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's, it's been a practice, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I would find myself um, losing my temper and being frustrated. Um, and, and not to make anger bad, cause I think anger can be a really yep. useful emotion. Um, but sometimes if I would make, you know, multiple micro transgressions in say my relationship uh, or any relationship, even that with, with a friend or an intimate partner, if I would make, you know, multiple transgressions, eventually they would build up to a point where, um, where, you know, the anger, the anger would begin to rage. And, and essentially what's happening there is your, your sympathetic nervous system is coming on board to let you know, to signal that something needs to change. And if you don't change, then that anger can turn to like, you know, rage. Uh, and it did that for a long period of my life and I couldn't figure it out. Mm. Um, but really was at the root of it was like my broken heart. So like from my healing work, from like my therapy, my work with the plants, meditation, and just being able to process and sit with my own emotions, like that has reduced massively. So if I look back on my life, you know, two, three, four, five years ago, I can see and feel the progress because, you know, I don't lose my shit as much. I'm able to, <laughs> to manage my situations mm-hmm. with, uh, I guess, more grace without causing as much disruption because man, like, uh, for any of the men listening, I'm sure you'll resonate. Like if you, if you've lost your temper in front of people you love, like not only is that does that cause issues and problems, it's the shame that comes after it. Yeah, it's like, and then it sends you in a freaking spiral, a spiral, uh, and it repeats, and then it repeats. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And then we blame ourselves. We're like, we're a bad yep. person. You know, we're not lovable. It's just it just starts to refeed that same core belief, and that's why I think getting back to our core beliefs, getting back to our initial wounds, whatever that might be. Um, and, and healing that and loving that and sitting through that and allowing yourself to process that and freaking crying and mm. <laughs> whatever that might be or punching, like however you need to move through that emotion is different for different people. Um, then that like naturally changes the, I guess the seed or the root of 
where some of these behaviors end up coming from. And that's what, that's where the change, I guess, has really, uh, really begins. And, and, and that's how it happened for me and, and, and many others that are also doing this work. Dude, this is amazing. So you said your anger stemmed from your broken heart. Absolutely. Yeah. So broken heart just in general, like, what does that well, mean? Just the, just the, yeah, man. Well, just like the lack of, the lack of love I had for my, like, and, and the, the blame, the shame, the guilt that I felt, um, which ultimately stemmed from this formative experiences. There was more than just the age three to seven, you know, there was times when I would have been bullied at school or there was times when, you know, I got assaulted by, you know, a group of guys walking home that happened a few times. And, you know, these things start compounding. And then I started to create a belief around myself that I'm, that, you know, that I'm worthless, that I'm not lovable, mm-hmm. that I can't speak up and, you know, by not speaking up because you feel like you, you're a worthless person, then when you need to make changes in your life, you start not doing it. You start saying to your partner or your friends, like, actually, I need it to be this way. Um, communicating that and not having the skills to communicate that. So you kind of feel like you're kind of like frozen. I was like frozen for a lot of my life, unable to articulate what I needed, what my Ooh, needs were. Dude, that's a powerful adjective, frozen. Yes, that's what happens when we shut down, man. And that's the, in, in terms of, I love the nervous system, right? So like, like I think the, the neuroscience or the science didn't really help or it helped me realize um, and, and kind of took some of the shame and guilt away, like realizing, oh wait, like I've got a nervous system and I have like a dorsal shutdown response, which like that's the, the depression, the sadness, the loneliness, the not reaching out for help. And I have a sympathetic nervous system, which is like activated. Let's go. Let's go to the gym. Let's lift the weight. Let's make shit happen. But I also have a ventral vagal system, which is like love and connection and community. And all mammals have this. And it's fun. It's play. It's laughter. And then realizing how to navigate my nervous system. I, in the process of that, I realized like, oh, wait, like, like, me acting out or like me losing my temper. That's just like a nervous system response based on my history. Ah, that makes sense. And then in the, ah, it makes sense, you know, aha moment. I'm like, ah, yeah, that does make sense. And then Hmm. the the guilt and the shame begins to lift itself and more self-forgiveness and more compassion begins to. I love that. So basically, yeah, you just, it's realizing your mind and body is doing exactly what it's wired to do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right exactly. yeah and so it's yeah, like totally. it's not my fault i'm not a terrible person i'm not unlovable it's like literally i am responding actually it's i like to flip it it's like i'm actually really amazingly like i'm functioning exactly as i'm supposed to i love that i'm functioning exactly as i'm supposed to that's perfect yeah right and so yeah it's not your fault it's you have a body and you're gonna you respond to that trauma yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> That's cool, dude. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And you said, um, there's a couple of things there, but what do you, because you were saying, you know, if there are any men listening and there for sure are, and you mentioned temper, you mentioned like being masculine and feminine, like emoting, being, feeling safe to do that. What do you think it could be generally, it could be specifically, it could be just your own experience. What do you think more men need or should, or I don't even necessarily like those words, but 
what do more men need to realize? Mm. Well, instead of the need or the should, I would ask the question, if, if you're in a position in your life where it maybe doesn't feel, or like it's, it's not like your life isn't showing up in a way that you want it to, it's like you get a deeper sense that like, I sense that it could be different. And maybe some of the symptoms of that are your work doesn't feel very meaningful. Mm-hmm. Your relationships don't feel as connected as you want them to be. And, you know, maybe you're, um, maybe you're doing some behaviors, whether it be losing your temper, maybe you're, um, you know, drinking too much or eating too much or smoking too much weed or you're relying on other drugs in order to have a felt experience. I guess if any of those are showing up for you and your life doesn't quite feel like how you'd imagine it to feel, then I guess the next question would be, realizing or or seeing like, oh my God, like I'm doing all of those things because I want to feel a certain way. And I recognize that life is a felt experience. And if life is a felt experience, then surely my ability to feel will determine how my life is. And if that feels true to you as you're listening, then I guess maybe the, the invitation would be to begin to cultivate a relationship with your own feelings. Mm. And from my own work and my own experience, I can 100% say that has completely transformed my life Um, from living, you know, like I had all of the things that society said were, you know, great in my early 20s. Like I had a, you know, a really successful business. I had a team. I had you know, a M3 BMW, like I was like known in my city and like none of that made me feel very good. Like I felt empty inside still. And I just had that sense that something wasn't quite right. And it was only from, you know, um, stopping my focus on being so physical at the gym and building my mm-hmm. emotional fitness that my life actually began to feel how I, how I sense that it should feel and my relationships become deeper and my work become more meaningful. And that process is still occurring for me right now. Like I am still Mm. in the work. I have not arrived (laughs) at any specific location. Like I'm still very much in the trenches. I'm doing this work daily. This morning I work, I woke up and worked on my nervous system and, you know, I, I do certain practices which allow me to, to, to do that. And that has been deeply beneficial. And I have, I had a call with a therapist today and Mm. like, like, I'm very much doing the work, but I do the work because I see the benefits. Mm. Dude, I love that. Man, that, that's so good. So with, it's funny because I love how you bring about feelings because this is, our human experience is an emotional experience. Kind of it's like echoing what you're talking about, right? Is like you, you were, you know, in your early twenties, you said, okay, something doesn't feel right. And a lot of people don't realize you are completely like emotional, right? You don't buy the car. You buy the car because of a feeling that you hope you're going to get. Right. So like we're seeking emotions and feelings, which is funny that a lot of men, therefore we discount or devalue emotions when we're feeling, we're making decisions every day, all day, 24 seven based on emotions. Absolutely. But it also makes perfect sense, brother. Like, like our fathers, grandfathers, great grandfathers, like they grew up in a time and environment that was like really dangerous. 
and they had to go to war. They had to fight battles and it was very physical. And because it was so physical, you know, if you'd been to war and you'd seen, you know, your, your friends and your other brothers be killed or slaughtered or you had to kill, yeah. like, and we didn't have the emotional support system, we still don't for, 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 for the military. We still don't have that support. So then they would come back into the real world and it would make very much sense that the protective mechanism of that would be, let's shut the fuck off from that. Like, <laughs> let's not feel, let's agree feeling is not good and let's just mm -hmm. move on through life. But now, like, we're not at war and the only wars that are going to probably exist in our lifetime are going to be biological. Yeah. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but we don't know, like, you know, is COVID, I guess, a, a biological war? We wouldn't know because we're in, a, we're in new territory now. Mm -hmm. So we don't know the environment that we're in, but we're certainly, it's certainly not looking probable that we're going to have to go to a physical war. And even if we did, would we really want to like seeing the damage and effect that that has caused like our families, our communities, mm -hmm. like ourselves, like the, just the, the trauma that comes from that. Like, would we really want to do that even if it was presented to us or, or would it actually be better to, to, to find a way where we can, you know, find agreements where we can, you know, not have to do that. Um, so I think we're in a new time. That's what I'm trying to say. I think we're in a new mm -hmm. time. And the new opportunity is that as men, we have the ability to be able to feel again. We don't have to carry that same pain mm. that our fathers and grandfathers have had to carry. And, and we can essentially be transitional characters in our lineage, in our life, for our families, for our friends. And to me, that's the opportunity. Like, that's what I, I live for that. Dude, that's beautiful. So how do we, I'm going to say it for men specifically, how do we begin to, like you, you said, the word uncover or just dive into our relationship with feeling, just start feeling just a little, just start that process. What does that look like? Mm. Good question. I think there are many roots in. Yes. <laughs> Infinite <laughs> roots in. <laughs> uh, I think there are many roots in and it would just be finding one of the roots that resonated for you. That might be breath work, that seems to be a, a one that lots of men find easy to get into and that can begin to unpack and uncover emotions. Um, you know, you could find a somatic experiencing, somatic experiencing practitioner. Um, you could find a therapist, you could, you know, go on a plant medicine journey. That's going to, that's certainly going to bring your emotions up. Um, I guess they would be some of the tools that you could go out and seek, but also on like a, on a personal level, you can, you know, begin to find um, either meditations or your own techniques where you just allow yourself to feel like I do a, an exercise with uh, some of my clients and mm -hmm. men that I work with. And we just begin working on the nervous system and we just begin working on like the, the three parts of it, which is like a dorsal response. So like anyone listening now, if you're not operating heavy, heavy machinery or driving um, <laughs> right now, you could begin to get a sense of that. Um, so like, if you imagine, are you up for this? Just a little exercise. Dude, you please, let's, exercise? Let's, do, let's go. All right, man. Great. So like, okay. So if you just bring your awareness inwards and just take a big inhale through the nose, out through the nose, long exhale. And then begin to imagine a time where you have being shut down from life. 
where you have not spoke up, you have hid your emotions, you've hid out. Just imagine a time where you've done that recently and feel what that feels like in the body. And just allow yourself, give yourself permission to feel that. Know that you're safe, know that it's okay to feel. So this is red, this is dorsal. This is when we shut down. This is just a nervous system response. And what we can do is we can bring that up to ventral vagal. So if you imagine a time where you have felt connected, you have felt safe, maybe you've been having a laugh with friends or a partner, and just breathe into that, picture that experience. Make it a little more bright, a little more vivid. So we'll call that green, and that's ventral vagal. Just feel what that feels like in your body. And then we can go up into the sympathetic nervous system. And imagine a time when you were stressed. Maybe your face changes, your hands change. Like how did that feel in the body? Picture a time when you were stressed. Allow yourself to feel it fully. Does your breathing change? Allow yourself to feel the stress. And that's your sympathetic nervous system. And maybe we can thank our sympathetic nervous system. Thank you for activating me. Thank you for making me move forward. Thank you for making me take action in my life. Thank you for making me fight. Thank you for getting me out of situations. And then we can come back into green. Feeling connected. Feeling safe. This is the emotion of play and flow. And then we can go up and down them. So we could say, you know, we could go red. So shut down, feel shut down, red. Then we go to yellow, go to stressed, feel in the body, feel stress, feel the stress, and then go green, connected. And then just take one big inhale, thanking your nervous system. Thank you for keeping you alive. Thank you for shutting down when you need to shut down. And thank you for connecting you and allowing you to experience the beauty of life. So one big inhale through the belly, through the chest, up into the head. Hold at the top. And then slow vagal exhale. And then come back to the room. Hopefully you haven't crashed your car. <laughs> but that's like a super, I just yeah. did it super quick, but you can begin yeah. to get a sense that you've got a nervous system and it's trying to serve a purpose. And so, so often we make that nervous system wrong. We make our bodies wrong. And I think the first key is to begin to stop making ourselves wrong. And from that, we can have a little more self-love, a little more compassion. And from that, we can build up. Dude, I love that. That was amazing. So the, what you just said, yeah, the body's not wrong. The feeling's not wrong. And from that exercise, you can actually feel that. And that is the first step. Mm -hmm. Boom, dude. That's amazing.
Well, I, is fun. well I feel, I feel Rick, I feel, <laughs> I feel lots of things, but I, I definitely feel good. I feel grateful. And I have, I have a really big question, but before I ask that, I want to know how you are feeling and if there's anything in that heart space that you just feel called intuitively called to share. Mm. Let me just tap in for a second. I guess I just like anyone listening to know that whatever you have experienced in your life, however you have acted, however you have behaved, like it, it will make perfect sense. You know, like it's, it's all good. We're, we're all humans. We're all living this experience and, and how we show up and how we act is often unconscious. It's often coming from deep trauma and wounds. Some of that we're conscious of, some of that have happened in our experience and some of that have happened from our ancestors. And we're just on an evolutionary process. And if this is landing with you, then I guess the opportunity is to ask yourself the question, do I want to be the change for the next generation, for my friends, for my family? Am I willing to step into that role? Am I willing to step into that uncomfortable space to enter the cave where our treasure <laughs> exists? You know, I think Joseph Campbell said the quote, you know, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And I believe that to be deeply true. So if you are a man or a woman listening to this and you are feeling called to step into that for the next generation so that we don't have to carry these, these, this pain and these wounds and express ourselves in ways that isn't necessarily a serving for ourselves, our family, the community and the world. And you want to be a change in the life and you want something, you want purpose, you want meaning. The, the simplest thing to do would be to, to take that on, to take on that, um, to take on that idea and, and begin to embody it in your life. And I think no matter what you do, that will end up being a gift to others, to yourself and to the world. Mm. I love that, man. And especially it's just as someone who wants to be great just in life in general and successful and is and impactful that literally like that, accepting that call that you just mentioned is the biggest way we can do that. Absolutely. What have you seen? Because we talk about feelings. I think it's easy for people to say, okay, Rick, you've had all these, you know, the material success, whatever. But for someone listening, who's just, who's still not there. And like, as far as willing to do the work or really dive in, or they see the benefits do we need <clears throat> to change our goal or i guess what i'm trying to get at is what is the benefit that you have felt that you have seen in your own life is it just more fulfillment is it more peace from doing this work what have you seen well from doing the work from having that you know material success like that wasn't really my definition of success. It was societies and it was my parents. And I want to be a sovereign individual. 
I want to have agency of my own life. And the benefit from doing the work is like, I feel like I'm doing it for me at a really deep level. Mm-hmm. And the benefit of that is that it ripples out into everything that I do. It's like wherever we, no matter like wherever we are, that's where we're creating from. So it's like, do you want to create from a wounded space and not do the work and just see how life manifests itself, which I've done. Or do you want to, you know, do the deeper healing and then create from that space and see what happens. Like you can experiment with both. Like it is your life to choose. And my personal experiences has been, it's been much more beneficial to do the healing work so that I can really feel my experience. And, and in the doing of that, I know what I want versus Mm -hmm me doing what I think other people want. And then my experience feels true to me and it feels it's, it's more enriched with meaning. And I feel like I'm having impact on the world, but at the same time, I feel like I'm doing this for myself. It's like Mm -hmm. a crazy paradox. Um, so I guess really the question is like, which do you want? Do you want to spend like five years following some goal that society has told you to set? And maybe that's your path. Like maybe that is what you need to do to learn the lessons. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you can, you know, feel that there is some truth in this and be like, oh, like, yeah, that kind of feels true. And then not choose that path. You know, like I wasted a lot of time doing that. I wish I could go back to the, you know, 24 year old, 23 year old, very ambitious me and be like, bro, like let's, uh, let's shift this up a little bit. And, and hopefully I could have arrived here at a, at a sooner, at a sooner point, but you know, it's one of those things like it's like yeah i guess we're all on our own path we're all on our own journey yeah. it's all it's all perfect but we do have the opportunity to learn from our mentors like i a lot of what i say is from my mentors my coaches my teachers my therapists mm-hmm. like i'm essentially ushering <laughs> in what i've learned from other people and you know i haven't just figured this out by myself i've learned from others i listen to podcasts i read books i do the work and that's how I learn. So, I love it. dude, when was the last time you were scared to ask for help and you did it? Ooh, <laughs> last week. Last week. Ooh, can you tell us what it is? Yeah, so I came out of a an ayahuasca journey a week ago, and I probably done about th- roughly forty psychedelic journeys so far in my life, and this one was by far the most challenging. Really. Um, yeah and there was so much beauty in the week but the last ceremony just like it broke me and Mm. um it brought up so much stuff and a lot of the time after ceremony i would feel kind of complete like i can go back to my life i feel good i feel like energized and Mm -hmm. like kind of feeling that kind of like you know that divinity that connection to everything but actually i felt the opposite i felt so disconnected and i was like fuck have i like broke my brain um, yeah. And, and I was in this kind of anxiety and that was sending me into spirals and different loops and like, I couldn't get out of it some days, like literally just last week. And this is pretty uncommon for me now. Like I would just do like one basic task that day and that would be enough. And there's other parts of the day where I was just laid in the bed, kind of like fucking cradling myself. Mm. Um, and I was like, how do I get out of this? And I, I had to reach out for support. I reached out to, um, an integration coach who helped me. I reached out to my partner. I let her know how I was feeling. I'm like, babe, I'm like, not good. And I reached out to some friends and formally, I probably wouldn't have done that in the past. There would would have been 
uh, earlier iterations of, of me that just wouldn't have been able to reach out for support. I didn't have that humility. I thought I could just do everything by myself and I can't. And sometimes I need to reach out for support. And I did. And then in the doing of that and the sharing of that and sharing how I was feeling, and then have people reflect back to me and sometimes just listen. Like sometimes the most healing thing I've ever experienced is just the, the active listening of another, just being super present as mm-hmm. you are now, brother. <laughs> like that in itself can be a really healing experience. And that's all I needed last week. And I was heard and, and I processed it. And then, and it just moved through. It just moved through. It was just like, it was just a part of my process, a part of my journey that, sometimes the the plants of psychedelic medicine can sometimes teach us. And then that comes into our everyday life where we've really got to integrate that. We've mm-hmm. really got to practice what sometimes we learn in, um, in some of these, uh, spaces. So yeah, that's a question J- just last week. <laughs> Dude, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Like, yeah, it's, it's cool because a lot of people listening, it it feels really easy of how you're speaking and how you're sharing, but I know I'm not sure about now, but I know it's, it was a lot more difficult for you based like literally, you know, what you've just talked about. So yeah, it's just really cool for you to share that and to talk about something a week ago instead of, because a lot of people like to share the same story over and over and over. So I appreciate your vulnerability of sharing I know I said we were going to get done, but when, when we're almost done, but courage, how is what you're doing with me right now and doing with yourself and all your relationships? How is this courage? Like, how is this strength? It's mm. a great question. You're good at these question things, man. You should, <laughs> you should start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, yeah, I will after this. man courage for me is stepping into things whatever that might be physical or emotional because it's different for all of us the different parts of our life and even though we are scared even though we have fear but still doing it anyway Mm -hmm. i respect anyone who's doing that no matter what they're doing um because essentially yeah that's that's overcoming the fear. And to me, that's what a hero is like, a, you know, we watch heroes and stories and movies and it's not that the hero is infallible or that they don't have fears. It's that they have fears and that they do it anyway. Yes. Um, so that to me is courage. I love that dude. And that ties into everything that you've said so beautifully. Um, you know, we gotta do the, the podcast promotion thing. So for people who want to work with you, um, follow you and all those fun things. Where's the best place for people to interact with you? The best place for me right now is Instagram. Um, I'm pretty active on there right now. Um, I do work with, uh, men one-on-one. Uh, if that's something that someone's feeling called to reach out to me in my DMS and we can talk about how that process might work. Um, but also I just love to connect with anyone if, if there was any insights or mm. aha moments that you had during this that were impactful for you. Like I'd love to love to hear about that. So feel free to drop into my DMs. My Instagram handle is at I am Rick William. And 
yeah, it'll be great to hear how, how this has landed. Dude, I love that. What, what a beautiful answer, dude. La- See, I keep coming with these last questions. But you said about that's someone you respect, right? Like with the courage, do, feeling the fear and doing it anyway. How, and that de- develops self-trust and confidence. What, are, what is something that you're really proud of yourself for? I'm proud of myself for doing the work of going back into the deep and sometimes dark and challenging emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm really fucking proud of myself for doing that. Cause it's been yeah. fucking hard, bro. Like you <laughs> give me, like I've jumped out of 130 plus 140 plus airplanes. The enormous amounts of weight in the gym. I was like 225 pounds. Like how, <laughs> give how tall me are you? An, uh, just into six foot. Okay. Um, so give me an airplane to jump out of any like jumping out of an airplane is some people's biggest fear you literally give me an airplane to jump out of any day versus facing some of this stuff um to me jumping out of an airplane is moderately courageous facing your inner wounds and your inner demons that to me is courage uh and that i am proud of myself for doing damn dude well rick thank you you dude this was awesome like i appreciate you so much Thanks for being an example. Thanks for being courageous, for feeling, for doing the work. And I know you feel that, um, but I just, I really mean, I'm really grateful for you, not for this conversation, yes, and just for you being yourself and remembering you and becoming more of you each day. Thank you, brother. That, That means a lot. And to return that, like, I'm so grateful for the work that you are doing. You're doing absolutely beautiful work in the world and not just the work that you're doing but how you're showing up as well you know as a man as a voice as a person being an example for for others i'm deeply grateful for that because you could not have arrived here without doing similar work i (laughs) i'm pretty sure of that awesome dude well thank you everyone that was dope we appreciate you have an amazing day All right, y'all. I know you are sharing a similar sentiment with me after listening to this conversation with Rick. Just how loving he is, how kind and how intentional. You just feel it. He's not only saying the quote unquote right things, but you can feel it. And so I encourage you to connect with him, whether it's working with him, following on Instagram. Um, All of his links are in the description as well. So go in the description, go connect with Rick. His Instagram is at I am Rick William. And I'm excited to continue to work with him. And I appreciate you guys. Thank you for being here. If you haven't already, follow, subscribe, please rate and review. And above all, appreciate and love yourself today. I love y'all.